When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This podcast is sponsored by Cloud Optimizer. As a business owner or IT manager, are your cloud investment costs going up and you don't know why? It's time for Cloud Optimizer. As you migrate your business to the cloud, what you're spending and why you're spending it can get a little hazy. But Cloud Optimizer clears up the mystery and puts the cloud to work for you. Cloud Optimizer starts by analyzing usage patterns, right-sizing resources, leveraging discounts you may not be aware of, implementing automation, and much more. And by reducing unnecessary expenses and maximizing performance, Cloud Optimizer guarantees you a savings of five times what you spend for their service. As you utilize cloud-based services more and more, you don't have to lose sight or control of your spend. You can stay agile, streamline your costs, and optimize your performance, plus save significant money with Cloud Optimizer. Make the cloud work for you with Cloud Optimizer. Get a free assessment and find out how much you can save by going to cloudoptimizer.com. Go to cloudoptimizer.com for your free assessment. That's cloudoptimizer.com. Hello, I'm Scott Sosh. And I'm Evan Novi williams and this is the Tryptophan Hangover sports business podcast, The Sportacast. Flies tired and sleepy and yes, is that does, how you Scott. feel? Is that how, is that how you feel? <laughs> yes, you're not, invi- it is. you're not invigorated and ready to roll on a Monday. Uh, yeah, this is always a tough Monday. Obviously, I mean, take a couple days off, eat, eat a lot of great food, um, but a lot of it. Uh, yeah, I feel a little. Uh, I feel a little hungover today from food wise for sure. How about you? How was your holiday? It, it was fine. Uh, just out to the sister's house, you know, the everybody there, a little... Uh, uh, but I'll tell you the world we live in, though. I had... A, my sister brings a uh, an iced tea. It, we, we like sweet tea, whatever. So she brings this stuff down, the green tea, and I forgot what the brand is. But I have given it up recently because it's too much sugar. As you know, I have not had a soda in like six months, Good, which is tough proudy. for me. You know, I, you, you, yep, you know, I love my diet, Dr. Pepper and all that, but I haven't because... What has gotten me through this is the um, the liquid death. The I love the iced tea. I love the rest in peach. By the way, there was a trademark thing. The Arnold Palmer was one of the ones, uh, like the the brand. And they had to they got a C and D, so they can't use it. And they, I think they made it like billionaire dead billionaire is now the brand name instead of, <laughs> which I think is very funny. Uh, always comes back to sports business somehow. Yeah. Um, but I thought I could just go to the local supermarket there and grab some liquid death. And two places didn't have it. They had the water, they had the sparkling, they, had, they didn't have the rest in peach or the iced tea that I wanted. So I did a DoorDash, but a pickup center. So I was dashing. Hmm, okay. And it was great. But I ordered it, off I went, and the whole, the whole gang tried it. They liked it. They had really, really kudos, a lot of kudos for the peach. So... That was my big thing. We had the backyard football game, of course. Okay. And as we always utilize uh, our lives, focus groups of, like I have focus group of one all the time. But let me tell you now, the, the kids, and I, I'm, I'm air quoting kids, range from 24, there's like 24, 21, 16, 14, 20, uh, the whole range. 
Eben, stereotype galore. Absolutely glued to their telephones. Yeah. Glued to their telephones. Football do, game is on. That's what, fine. Do you know what? It was YouTube. Do, do, is it Snapchat? Do, it? Doing Snapchat. Doing YouTube. Doing fantasy. Doing social. Doing FanDuel, DraftKings, you name betting, it. Doing yeah. sports betting. Doing all of it. But not paying attention to the TV all that much. If something big happened, okay. Um, occasionally head down, not conversing with each other. All the old folks in the room were like, get off the phones. It's, it's like they don't even hear it. Just everything in the future should be geared towards mobile, mobile, mobile. That is where these kids are. Fish where the fish are. Figure out ways. Again, I said get, get the credit card in the in-game app, the in-anything app. Get the credit card there and take money that way, even if it means there's a diminution in rights fees. I don't care. That is how you have to get the money these days. Are they watching live games on their phones? Would anyone watching no. the Amazon game or watching any of the, the Thursday football games? Or, no. or, or no. just shoulder programming, essentially? No, shoulder yeah. programming, so yeah. a lot of social. Um, but no, they nobody put on the Jets game, right? The uh, the Black Friday game on Amazon? Yeah, no, the TV, Dolphins, the yeah. TV was on in the background. That's fine. Some were sitting in front of it, but never really looking up at it. Um, but it was all about shoulder programming and all about the device. I, I mean, it's, it was it really, really, it was like going to the zoo because I can, I can see my monkey, you know, and it's just one monkey. So I can kind of observe this strange behavior and be like, all right, well, this is my, my one monkey behavior. Now I went to the monkey enclosure and all the monkeys were behaving the same way. Yeah, they were. So, uh, it, I mean, this is uh, this is clear for sports marketers, marketers in general. This this, this is just absolute. Not, I, I know we're not breaking some big news here, but just the, the <laughs> turns just, out mobile phones are popular. No, but the, the, the just the length of time and <laughs> and the multiple things they were doing. It was if you had taken the phones away, it it, it would be like an appendage was taken. Yeah. And I'm trying to figure out, like, if you threw, like, a twister mat in the middle of the room, would they do it or would they just, just bitch and moan and say, give me my phone back? Um, they, did, they did pause long enough to go outside and actually play the backyard football. So that was good. Okay. There was some fresh yeah. air. It was maybe 30 minutes tops. But I will tell you, as soon as they came in, there wasn't a single one of them that didn't absolutely just 200-meter dash for the phone to see what they had missed in the 30 minutes they were away. So take that for what you will. How about you? Uh, mine was good. Yeah, I was down in D.C. Uh, with my partner's family, her aunt and her brother. Um, uh, spent a lot of time at Costco, which I told you. And uh, to your point about how everything comes back to sports business, uh, the Costco's down, and this may be true nationwide, but this is the first time I'd seen it. The Costco's this is a bit, of a, in, this is a bit in, of shock for you. This this is like, you know, this is dropping you in, in, in a Costco is a little bit shocking. Yeah, it was a little overwhelming. We, we literally looked at every single product that Costco had. Some amazing <laughs> deal. You know I love a deal. There's some amazing deals do at Costco. Do you now own not, not Kirkland, a do you now own Kirkland <laughs> pants and I have so many bags. cashews in my apartment now, Scott. <laughs> start a cashew farm. Um, but one of the things that, that did interest me, um, the Costco's in Northern Virginia, the one that we went to, sells Nationals and uh, Capitals tickets. Tickets, yeah. Which I had not seen before. I was a little surprised by that. And I don't know if that happens through 
both those teams obviously have a have a, a primary ticketing partner. I don't know if it happens through them or if it's a separate thing that's a, a, a different thir- independent third party that agrees to sell them in specific retail places. I should have looked more carefully to see if Ticketmaster was the was the branding on them or not. But they sell these cards that you buy to mm-hmm. redeem for tickets in the future. Um, I thought that was interesting and and was a little surprising given the way that that so much of the ticketing world has still kind of in this exclusive partnership zone. I was surprised to see a retailer like Costco uh, being able to, albeit through a, through a middleman of some sort, be able to do that. I would pay money to have Josh Harris dressed up as a Christmas elf <laughs> standing in Costco and having to talk to fans of the commanders coming by thinking about buying tickets about the team, about the past, about the future. I would pay money to watch that show. For what it's worth, the commanders were. were I did not see commanders tickets. I also do not believe that I saw that I saw wizards tickets uh, either. But uh, yeah, an undercover boss uh, episode for uh, for selling tickets would be uh, would be fascinating for sure. All right. So, what are we to make of this? Uh, like the future of the of the Black Friday? I mean, obviously, it's not going anywhere. Amazon. Uh, we we've talked about. There, this is just another vehicle by which yeah. they are going to get people. And something disturbed me. I saw a Bloomberg story that Black Friday sales were up with eight percent or something. That was, you know, it was a really good Black Friday for retailers. Yeah. And did you see the line? I don't know if it struck you as it struck it struck me, where it said a lot of it was done on um, buy now, pay later. Like oh, have we like a firm yeah. like companies like that? Yeah. Yeah, just ha- have we have we learned nothing? Like this is why we need just basic finance in in junior high school and then to high school. I mean, if you don't, there's also the Saturday Night Live skit a long time ago about I think it was a long time ago about if you don't have the money you can't buy it. Like you know, and it's almost like they don't get it. What do you mean? Like can I just no? If I don't have the money, should I just buy it now? No, I I, I just stagger with the amount of credit card debt that we hear. And people now, I, I know it's the holidays, but a lot of the purchases were done buy now, pay later. That would scare the bejesus out of me. Like, folks, yeah. if you don't have the money, don't buy the item, whatever it is. Do not put it on the credit card. Can I explain to you what a 16, 18, 22% uh, interest rate means? Can I explain to you how long it will take you? To and look at this. I feel like I'm flexing my Susie Orman here. How long it will take you to pay that credit card debt if you only pay the minimum? Can I yeah. please explain to you how this game works? Forever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you will answer. never yeah. remember those. Remember those wizards? Or I'm sorry. Let me be right. Those Capitals tickets you bought at Costco way back when? <laughs> you know they 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 are you know half the players are retired. You're still paying those suckers off. That's how this game works. If if I understand, like if you don't, you know, some people have to. I get it. I'm not, I'm not tone deaf to what's going on in the world. But if you can if you can avoid putting, uh, I would say, uh, unnecessary purchases on the credit card, try it. <laughs> try I, not to do that. I don't disagree with you. This is an interesting tangent. How different do you think about this versus renting a car, right, or buying a car in installments? Like, what is the? Because there's some things in which big purchases that that we are as a society very much 
accustomed to and used to and probably financially does make sense to to set up kind of monthly payments to pay down something like that well listen um, but it, it, i also it, agree that that sports tickets and most of the things you're buying on black friday don't uh, should not fall into that category Eben, it's math, you know. Uh, again, uh, math isn't probably the strongest suit around here in the uh, <laughs> elementary schools me. and middle schools. <laughs> not for me either. You can't even do plus minus the time zone. Yeah. But, you know, if your mortgage rate right now is at, let's say, you got it at the right time, 275, 285, 3. Yeah. Okay. But, you know, you can get 5% on a six month, 12 month CD from even JP Morgan Chase or a, a Marcus by Goldman Sachs. You know, 5% greater than 3%, right? So, facts. Yeah, facts. Uh, Do you, can you just pay your car off, you know, if you have the money, buy the car outright? Sure. But if they'll give you a car loan at 2% and you can earn 5% with the money, do the math. So, Anyway, that's my that's my Susie Orman right there. there you go. I'm not Private even going to get into annuities from from Scott Yeah, I'm not Sashman. even getting into annuities and the need for a uh, for a, a, a revocable trust. Uh, I'm not I'm not even going to get into it all. But we'll start with there. Don't don't put it on the credit card if you don't have to. So grade the Minnesota Timberwolves purchase given this uh, thinking a uh, multi stage pay it off over five years twenty percent chunks at a time. Uh, Mark and Al and, and Arod making that transaction smart transaction bad transaction. What do you think? Uh, depends on what happens on the value of the Timberwolves. <laughs> but, but, and it, well, if it's going up relative it, to the it, it has gone up in the original it, deal, yeah. Uh, if the whispers are true, Mark and Alex uh, have been out there looking for investors, and the, the yeah, yeah that the number you know Carlisle is is among them on one now we hear of one other that we're we're porting out right now maybe we'll have that story out sometime soon, yeah. um, but the number they were looking for in a short term the appreciation that they were trying to attach to it I hear uh, fell on deaf ears shall shall we say yeah um, but overall do we think the uh, the asset appreciation uh, for a professional sports team is going to do pretty darn well yeah. We, we do, which is I, why I don't think, you know, people who buy things like, oh, um, Matt Ishbia, you know, he, he knows. He says I overpaid it. I don't care. It was my chance to get it, and I wanted it. Yeah. Talk, talk to him 25 years from now. Do we think it'll be a bad decision? Regret it? No. Yeah. I, I think the A-Rod thing is actually quite interesting because, and I, we've talked about this on the show before, but they, they struck this deal a few years ago to buy the team from, from Glenn Taylor. The valuation in the deal, $1.5 billion with small escalators for the later – purchases but but they got it below what i think anybody would say the timberwolves are worth now and from what we understand they are out there looking to raise money bring people in on the deal as they continue to pay it off and they're doing so at a much higher valuation than what they're paying and i know there are people that they've talked to that have bristled at that idea uh, i also understand that if you, you say get bristle a, i say chuckle <laughs> both sure um but i also understand where they're coming from right where they got a good deal uh, they, they have a good contract that they were able to get that other people did not get as a result. Like the, I see no problem with them trying to take money off the table or make money off the deal already. Right. As they're trying to bring people not. in. So I, I see both sides of that where some people may feel like, why am I joining your group? If, if what you're paying is so much less than what I'm paying. Um, but uh, I also see that, yeah, the, 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 the yesterday's price is not today's price and the Timberwolves are worth more now than they were uh, back then when that deal was done. Something I teach my focus group of one, very simple, my father taught me, and I'm sure you heard it from the uh, the Novi Williams side too, don't ask, don't get. There right? you go. Yep. The worst somebody can do is say no. That's okay. 
mm-hmm. move on move on to something else so um did you guys watch any college football on on the weekend either on friday or on saturday uh simple answer no I, I did try and tune in on Twitter just to get a score of Michigan Ohio State on Saturday, and it was like a two-score game in the fourth quarter, I believe. When I checked in, I said, "Okay, so Michigan's going to win." Apparently, it was a little more exciting at the end, where Ohio State had the ball and a chance to do something. But no, I, I it just you know you know my philosophy. I, I try not to sit and watch hours and hours and hours of sports. Yeah. I, I just I'd rather be out doing something else. Um, that's not to say I don't love sports. I do. I did attend a live game. Thank you very much. Hmm. So saw a little bit of, uh, the New Jersey Devils and Buffalo Sabres. Okay. Focus group of one was pumped to see Devin Levi play only to show up and see the backup or the other guy was playing. I don't even know the guy's name. Is that Uko Pekka Lukanen? Uh, I don't think so. Oh. A, it, it might <laughs> be, but I was about to wow you with my knowledge of yeah, the, you would, uh, by the, the way, Sabres goalies. And yeah, you, you uh, maybe I, I don't think it was wrong. him. No, it was, so, it was okay. somebody else who who proceeded to give up four goals in the first period. By the way, uh, as a goaltending parent, not the goalie's fault. Mm-hmm. You know, this was pretty porous defense. But uh, start of the second period, guess what? Devin Levi, your, your guy comes in. Yeah. yeah, he comes in. We love the uh, you know what's different about him in between when they're cleaning the ice and all that stuff. Devin sort of sits on the ice on on his pads and he meditates. Here, I took a. This was this was my photo. I can do it. I can do it like this. There, there's Devin Levi meditating. You know, Jackson loved that. Do, so. do you know? There's a business a sports business reason why he does that. Do you know? No, go. So he, um, when he played in World Juniors, he was on a podcast recently, I was listening to this. When he played in World Juniors for the first, it was the first hockey game he'd ever played in where there were TV timeouts. And he didn't know what, he did, didn't know what to do. He wasn't sure like what goalies did for this three minute break. So he decided to just kind of sit there and try to kind of close his eyes and get in his own thoughts. And it's continued as he obviously as he's gone up, he's played in a lot more games that have TV timeouts. But the original, the origin of that whole thing was that he was playing in a game once, and then suddenly there was a break that he was not accustomed to and did not know what to do with, and ended up doing that. So that is what? a uh, that is a TV timeout uh, origin thing for for Devin Levi. We get a good chuckle out of the focus group of one. He has a penchant for talking with referees, so. Talking trash skate out. or no, 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 no. A Just talking. What's yeah, no. We okay. we see that we see the referee laughing. We see him. We were like, what are they possibly discussing? Um, we had a game recently in the St. Louis tournament where they went to a shootout against uh, the Reapers, Chicago Reapers. So goes to shootout, and my my little knucklehead, like he's at the center line talking with the referee, and our coach is like, look, I can see he's looking. I'm like, what is he doing? Like, what is he ta- like? What? And it turned out. Nobody knew the like he didn't know the rules, you know. Every every tournament you go to, it's different. Sometimes it's like it's three, it's best of five, you know, whatever. Um, so they went through the initial lot, and so he was just getting like a, an update on the. So he's like, "What now? What do we do now?" And it turned out it was sudden death, one 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 one. But he just gotcha. kept talking to the referee, and he doesn't mind. Like the the, the need funny for a focus group. He doesn't all that need all that much focus. Like I don't know, he doesn't <laughs> the do the unfocus group of yeah. The unfo- <laughs> I think it's better for him to actually not sit there and focus. Just sort of what is it that Seinfeld where it's like the key is to unfocus your eyes, not focus mm. your eyes to see the. That's more him. I think he's better off if he's unfocused. If that makes there sense. There you go. There you go. Well, yeah. going back to college football, we are in the last Whoa, how year. Many, how many buyouts do we have now? We're, well, let's let's do what the, do let's do the what, are we, what are we up first? to? 
We're in the last year of the four-team college football playoff, going to 12 teams next year. If you root for chaos, which is what I root for, and I think sure. a lot of college Good fans sports do. business stories uh, come out of chaos. Yeah, we've got some fascinating stuff. Maybe college conference championships games are next week. If Alabama beats Georgia, um, you have to assume that no matter what, Georgia and Michigan are in. Alabama probably gets in. And then if Oregon beats Washington, the, the committee is going to have to choose between one loss – Washington, undefeated Florida State, one loss Oregon State, one loss or one loss Oregon, one loss Ohio State, and one loss Texas as the final team to go in. Um, some really fascinating, and this is one of the reasons why they're expanding, is because it feels like very often you get down to this, this, this stage of the season and there are a lot of talented teams that maybe have one loss or maybe you're undefeated in Florida State's case. And they're expanding because might somebody will get in. pay them for an expanded exactly, round. That's why they're expanding. Exactly. So a lot of money at stake here, a lot of money uh, swirling around college football, obviously. But um, I will be eagerly awaiting the, the chaos scenario uh, after, after the, co- the conference championship games on Friday and Saturday, Scott, just because I like to see college football fans up in arms. Makes what would me, create uh, the most chaos? It's enjoyable to me. Which, I mean, I think that's, the, that's the, the most, that's most the chaos. It's, it's this group of five five or six one-loss teams, and, and suddenly there's there's just one space for them. And trying to figure out who gets it, I think, is... So it uh, sounds like you're telling me my alma mater, Syracuse, is not among the teams that's being considered for the... Syracuse would need a lot of help, I think. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, but so they are going to the A lot of very game, dramatic right? things would need to happen. I have so, no idea. I think <laughs> they, all I know... I, again, I, I, I get the emails, I get the updates, but I do, I think I understand that Dino Babers lost his job. Okay, head the coach, football coach. Yeah. So now that's a private institution. So we don't exactly know, like we have to see with the other disclosures, but we don't have his contract and things like that. But I think I saw yep. it was somewhere around, what, like 5 million, like 5 plus million they still had to pay him. Okay. But overall, you were telling me that these buyouts may not be a bad thing for the universities. Yeah. Which it runs counter narrative. You would think if you're having to pay somebody, and we're doing this because Tom Allen, Indiana, just got one fifteen and a half million. Um, yeah, who? <laughs> yeah, it doesn't compare to Jimbo Fisher, Jimbo Jumbo, but um, what was that, 75, whatever it was, 73 million? Yeah, yeah. All right, but you're telling me that might not really be a bad thing for the universities, which I don't think people would expect to hear you say. Yeah, I, I think a lot of people see these headlines and they assume that uh, Indiana's paying Tom Allen $15 million to not coach. Okay, the, the university is dipping into some slush fund, maybe taking a, a position away from some other Firing academic professors. Yeah, 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 I think that, and, and, and that may be true in some schools. But for most of these big SEC and and Big Ten universities, um, that's not what's happening. Oftentimes, and and Jimbo is maybe a a perfect example of this, a 70-plus million dollar buyout is is unheard of. It's bigger than – it's three times bigger than anything we've ever seen before. Um, It it caught all these headlines. Uh, But there's a very good chance, I think, that that donors came together and foot all of, if not a large portion of that bill – just like they may come together and foot all of or a large portion of the next coach's salary and maybe the next coach's buyout if we flash forward three or four years. Um, the, the way a lot of coaching compensation works, uh, both in, in hiring and in firing, is that uh, donors make it worthwhile for the school to do it. Um, and, and you and I had this conversation a few weeks ago about whether that's finite, whether a donor who, who's willing to pay $5 million to contribute to Jimbo's buyout is less willing to, to give his annual million-dollar check or less willing to give $5 million when they hire Mike Elko next week, whatever that, whatever that looks like. Is that finite or is there, is there a fungible amount depending on the motivation for donors? I think it's the latter. I think it's, there's a fungible amount. But yes, I think for a lot of people, they see the, the buyout number and assume that 
suddenly some portion of the of the university's budget is now going into paying this college football coach to walk away. And I think a lot of times it's it's actually a quite tidy transaction and an easy one that 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 actually does not does not infringe the school at all. I think the one that caught people's eyes is that the fact there's no offset that Jimbo can go get another job and he continue to get the full salary, you know. So that, yeah, th- th- that that's a bad one. contract, I think, right? Like yeah. that that is that's bad. But but again, the 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 way a lot of schools think about the coaches the the contracts they give and the way that they fire people is that you you they think about their reputation as a coach's school as a as a place that's going to give a, a give a favorable contract that's going to fire and uh, for for call or, or, or not for cause or versus for cause to, to to pay the money out um there there is a real feeling in in college sports that the way that you treat your last coach really does impact who it is that you can hire next um so i think there's a piece of that happening here as well but for a lot of these buyouts yeah i think the the the, the honest truth is that um th- this is not a huge financial burden for a lot of these schools in fact you, you can maybe even assume that the decision gets made because it is paid for already and and not the opposite. Will you permit me the opportunity to make a hedge fund corollary? Is that okay with you? No, please. Can I, can I, can I try this? Always. All right. So hedge fund A, let's, let's come up with a really fun hedge fund name. So we need a tree, a body of water, and then the whatever. <laughs> Oak bon- River Bonsai Partners. Pond. <laughs> so Oak River, Partner. River Partners, we'll, we'll call it that, right? So they lose all the money in two years. Terrible returns, right? Okay, so Oak River Partners closes down. Now, the managing partner of Oak River Partners, you know, he has a few vests in his closet. He still wants to work for a while. So he decides to open up a new hedge fund. So he's got to do it under another name, like opens up another. So now you've got Spruce Ocean uh, LP, okay? Are you, as an investor in Oak River, now giving the same person the money at Spruce Ocean, so if I'm, an, if I'm a booster, do I not look at the person who did the hiring and is getting this wrong and had to fire the coach? On the, I'm saying if you drove it in the ditch, you can't drive it out. Are these questions you're asking as a, as a booster that why am I entrusting you? Like why, are you why do you have a job? Like, yeah, why, I, you're, you're the guy who screwed this up. Uh, yeah, I think there's some to- I think there, that is a totally reasonable thing to think about. I, I think the truth is that there, there are – there's different levers to success, right? that Jimbo Fisher, I'm sure, is a very good coach. He is a very good recruiter. That is definitively true. Um, and, and he will get another opportunity if he wants one in college football very soon, right? Th- this is, in some ways, it is, you can fail up, but you also, once you hit a certain point, you are able to stay there very often for a very long time. Um, but I think the truth is that there's so much variability in specific job placements and in in success win-loss success at the top tier of college football that yeah i think once you reach a point where it's clear that you can bring in number one recruits which jimbo five-star recruits which he proved that he can someone else is going to pay him a lot of money with probably a very big buyout attached to it uh to coach there to coach there again that, that's my I, feeling is i that tell you, no way you already have your buyout you're getting paid with this job forget it yeah I'll, I'll sign you to another one you can get another chance but no way as this has to be a school favorable contract that's and and, he, and to, to use your metaphor for a second for a second if, yeah, come if the up guy, with your own name Mike. come if, up with a good name what do you got if give the me guy one. who give ran yeah bonsai creek uh partners <laughs> into the ground <laughs> Um, if he, if he has like a whole, too much work at Bonsai Creek, too much stuff (laughs) to do. Bonsai Creek, tough, tough place to work. Um, if he has a whole crew of people, a very smart staff that come with him. Yeah. I think there's a chance that, that you would believe that that person in charge of a new fund 
uh, in slightly different circumstances or with a new fresh start um, can suddenly run a really successful hedge fund. Yeah, I think there's a chance. I mean, we see this in hedge funds too, right? There's people who run hedge funds into the ground that, that do get to run, that are able to raise money. People that run companies into the ground are able to raise money uh, sometimes very easily for their next venture. Um, I think college football is, is also very similar. I think there is a, a, a vetting by association and a vetting by capital to a degree. And once you hit a certain point, yeah, you are you are able to have multiple bites at that apple before the entire establishment decides that oh this guy is is no longer capable or qualified or or or, or worth the amount of money that we're throwing at him. You have to say it slowly, but I would give my money to Redwood River Brothers. Oh, right? okay, R W R B. You can't R-R-B? Red, you can't go Redwood. You have to Redwood. You have to be say very very patient. Redwood River Brothers. That's what I'm, I would do. I'm, I'm here for Bonsai Creek Capital, personally. I, I enjoy it. By PCC, the way, I did that. Yeah. No, that was, that, was, that was really good. Uh, all right, lastly, close it out with the New York Mets now have a, uh, a president of business operations. And I find this super interesting. Enough, enough to include it here that Scott Havens, CEO of Bloomberg Media, left to join the Mets, has no professional sports in his background at all, but he is a a media executive turning mm-hmm. sort of content into IP. Uh, I've, I've, I have to believe he's reporting right to Steve Cohen. So you have to believe that, you know, Steve wanted a particular executive for where he's taking the franchise. So do we expect the New York Mets to become sort of a, a top flight media brand and content farm? I, that's what I see. I'm sure that's a piece of it. Yeah, but Scott was a, a colleague of ours at Bloomberg. Scott, I, I don't yeah. remember working with him. Uh, maybe we we did at some point. Um, I think you I, got him. I think you got him some food once from the from the <laughs> exactly. beef jerky was out on uh, <laughs> on the pantry level. Um, the I, I do think there's certainly a way to look at this as as a, a man with a, a specific skill set in a specific industry that is critically important to sports teams. And uh, as we talk about on the show a lot, the 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 way that Sports teams, baseball teams make money off media is changing drastically. And 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 the the, the local TV cable model, uh, which the Mets are in a good position with SNY, right? They are not one of these teams that is probably going to lose tens of millions well, maybe say, a well, year. Well, well, you say the Mets are in a good position. Uh, am I yep. separating the Mets from Steve Cohen? Because Steve Cohen does not own SNY. Does not own, yes. I think that. There's obviously a, a lot of partnership between the, the Mets and SNY. Hold on. I'm, I'm putting on my Creskin hat. This is my Creskin again. <laughs> and and there the, is a, uh, you ever a good chance that Steve people? will own the SNY oh, at oh, some point. Wait a minute. Soon. It's yeah. my Creskin, not yours. <laughs> yes. Okay, my, this is what I'm Creskining. That, that, that will have Steve Cohen's ownership. Of, yeah, okay. You said it. That's but but to, to bring the whole conversation full circle, right? All of your, your younger family members were on their phones doing sports sports related stuff at Thanksgiving but not watching games. Right. And th- that's the thing that I imagine Steve Cohen hires Scott Havens to think about, right? It's yep. it's kids love media. Kids are on their phones all the time. They're on social media, they're on various X and Y. Um they're not watching my games, but how do I get how do I get the Mets to be a part of whatever it is they're doing? And whether it's watching YouTube shorts or whether it's adding the Mets logo to Snapchat. very Instagram friendly placements around city field. That was like step way back. I mean, but I thought it was smart. 
it's it's all though it's all those things exactly yeah. it's it's if, if if people are not going to watch games in the way that they did when i was a, a kid and i was growing up as a mets fan in new york area um i watched a lot of baseball games um if if that piece of fandom is is is, is getting smaller and smaller for kids who are 20 years younger than me yeah what, what do you replace it with and, and and this is a challenge scott you know this better than almost anybody this is a challenge everyone in media is facing too right the the idea of people sitting there and, and reading the newspaper is gone uh, attention attention spans are, are smaller. People are consuming news in various different ways. And I think someone who has a, a finger on the pulse of how to deliver news media to younger people probably has a good finger on the pulse of how to deliver sports content to younger people as well. I only know how to deliver sports business news. That's what I know. <laughs> so we know people want that. There's an appetite for quality sports business journalism and hell we got it for you right here we do at sportico.com and at the sportacast which you can catch on tuesdays and thursdays well done, well he done, is well scott done. soshnick on twitter at soshnick i am evan you Novi williams on twitter at novi underscore williams the show is Who's produced by underscore? aaron greenewald thank you very much to aaron sportico's digital media editor cora veltman would like you to know that you can download the show at sportacast oh, so which is the this. hub look of at the you. sportico look at you media network Boom.